This is a production of the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network. Welcome to the Vintage Homeschool Mom Show. Your host, Felice Gerwitz, is an author, a publisher, and your radio show host. She will encourage, educate, and inspire you with answers to your most pressing questions from homeschool, marriage, parenting, and much more. Felice loves to equip moms to live a Christian life because every moment counts. Be sure to visit her website at MediaAngels.com. And here's your host, Felice Gerwitz. Hey, everyone, and welcome. This is Felice Gerwitz with an episode of Vintage Homeschool Moms. Today, I am going to be talking to you about the different methods of homeschooling. And I've got a pop quiz. Yep, this is a test for homeschool moms or a homeschool mom quiz, whichever way you want to look at it. And um, I'm excited because I think this is going to really help you in your homeschool journey. I want to thank our sponsor, and that is the Well Planned Gal. There are some amazing planners. Um, one of my favorites is the Prayer Planner. Uh, there are all kinds of planners, and I'm going to be um, creating a blog post uh, with some of the information about each of them. So you uh, won't want to miss that. You can find our blog on the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network.com, and there you will find um, lots of information, uh, some of them from our podcasters on the Homeschool Network. Well, are you ready for the Homeschool Mom Quiz to determine the strength you possess to educate your children? Well, like most of us, you may question whether you have the skill set to dive into the homeschool year, or you may have questions or reservations about what method to use when you homeschool your children. In this episode of Vintage Homeschool Moms, I'm going to be sharing with you some of the information I gained from my more than 30-something years of homeschooling my five kiddos. You know, people often have mixed opinions about quizzes, either you like them or you don't. And in this episode, um, I'm going to share with you some uh, of the different methods and see which one fits uh, your needs. But before I do that, um, I want to just talk to you mom to mom as if we were sitting there uh, with a cup of coffee. You know, in the many years I've homeschooled, I've heard it all. I, I've um, been involved in a lot of homeschool co-ops. I've been involved in groups. I've led groups. I've given talks uh, throughout the years. I've held homeschool expos. I um, currently am podcasting. So I have a lot of information in my head about homeschooling. And I have moms that I feel you know, that you may know or may not know, but they have it all together and they don't need anyone's advice or the moms that struggle to get through each day. And I think I've been a mix of those moms and hopefully by the end of the show, you'll be able to figure out the best way to approach homeschooling for you and your family. None of us set out to fail. In fact, we hope to do the best we can each and every day. We may start out our year with great expectations and end up somewhere in where the wild things are. If you're a homeschool mom, you've caught the analogy of two books, Great Expectations and Where the Wild Things Are. And if it bothers you that the previous title ends in R, you are a bona fide homeschool mom. So before I give you the quiz, I would like to talk to you about the different methods of learning. Um, there are a lot of uh, you know, different thoughts and ideas about, you know, what type of learner children are. And 
there also are questions I want you to consider. So we're going to kind of cover those. When we think about how we want to educate our children, we have to consider ourselves as well. And this short podcast is not a definitive, all-encompassing seminar on homeschooling um, ideas or even um, you know, real in-depth of the homeschool methods. And when I share those with you, you may want to um, look further on uh, you know, on the internet and find out more information or, you know, possibly buy some books on the topic to help you. But if you're like many of us, we like to learn alongside our children and others like to give the child an option to learn through play or some want to just give the kid a book and have them learn on their own. In fact, some kids like to just learn rather than have, you know, on their own rather than having their parents teach them. So when we look at these approaches to homeschooling, we also want to look at our kids because the goal, after all, is retention of information, right? We want our kids to learn. We want our kids to grow. We want our kids to really develop a fondness for learning and to become lifelong learners. I'm going to ask you a series of five questions, and if you need to, stop this recording. If you want the show notes, they are on VintageHomeschoolMoms.com. Just look for episode 284, Homeschool Mom Quiz, and you'll find all of the show notes there, as well as a printout of the test that you can take as well. Uh, The answers and outcome of the test will be on this recording, however. So, number one, some of the questions you should, should ask yourself are, Are you interested in the big picture of learning or in the facts? Number two, are you focused on the outcome so that someday your kids can go to traditional or private school? Number three, are you interested in teaching via the classics or the importance of Latin for vocabulary and grammar? Number four, do you think your kids learn better through play or experiential learning with a focus of what interests them? And number five, are you a combination of different techniques and methods? Now, keep those answers handy because you're going to need them for the next section because it will really help you figure out not only what kind of program and books you want to use for your children, But also, it will help you in considering this next series of questions, and that is, how do you and how do your children learn best? When children are younger, it will take some observation to figure it out. But as they get older, you'll be able to quickly identify the type of learner that they are. And as with any list, you will see some crossovers. And I have a link on the website that gives you um, some more information about the most common types of learners. I've broken them down into four. It, you know, you really could condense them probably into uh, kinesthetic and tactile, auditory and visual. But I broke out the visual to reading and writing as a separate entity. So let's look at these. The first is kinesthetic or tactile. These are the kids or yourself that learn by doing. You have a hard time sitting still and you are good at active activities, for example, sports. These are the kids that want to take everything apart and put it back together. They really want to delve in, and they would much rather be hands-on than learn something in a book. The second is an auditory. These are the listeners. This is the person who doesn't need to take notes and remembers. They're easily distracted, but they are a good listener, and reading aloud works well. 
A visual learner is a person who learns by seeing. If they hear the information, this is a person who wants to write it down to remember it. Maybe they draw all over their notes or papers, and they like to study with flashcards or their notes. The fourth is reading and writing. These are the people who prefer to read their own information and learn it themselves. These are our list makers. They rewrite the information in their own words, and they really think about learning. So look at that list, apply it to your children, apply it to yourself, because I know I'm a visual learner, but I had kids who learned auditorily. I had kids that learned kinesthetically. So I had to change what I was comfortable with, and I had to apply it to my children's needs. And it really, really worked well. Well, I'm ready to give you this quiz. And again, if you want to get the show notes, you can um, and then follow along, or you can download those show notes later and uh, take the test on your own. And then again, I'm going to give you, um, I didn't want to give, get you distracted with the methods as I was sharing this with you. So I have them grouped in different methods. And the instructions are to, to use a scale of one through four. One is important, two is somewhat important, three is I don't care either way, and four is not important. So you are going to give a scale of one, two, three, or four in the order of importance. And as I'm sharing this, if they're all ones, you can put down, if they're all important to you, put important for all of them. And then at the end, you can tally your score and see which method most likely is one that applies to you, and which method would you most likely use with your children. So as I'm reading this, each method has four parts, A, B, and uh, C, and D. So listen up. Method one, A, focus on the whole children and learning global ideas versus facts. B, short lessons with focused attention. C, Living books are important, as well as time to explore nature. D. Parents reading to the children is important. Method 2. A. Great books from history and literature should be used in place of textbooks. B. Latin and logic are important. C. Socratic method and rhetoric is important. D. Focus on the memorization of facts. Method 3. A. Learning via play. B. Never allow adults or children to interrupt the children learning through play. C. Sharing isn't encouraged. D. Child-sized supplies and household items are used for real play. Method 4. A. Child-led learning. Children learn when they are ready or interested. B. Learning is more effective when the child is interested. C. Parents are facilitators, not educators. D. Children should learn at their own pace. Method 5. A. Rigorous curriculum. B. Leadership training is important. C. Learning in larger blocks of time is important. D. Teaching via mentors, classics, and responsibilities is important.
Method 6. A. Lessons that focus on multi-ages and grades. B. Topical studies that dive deep for four or more weeks and bring in other subjects. C. The use of real books on topics rather than texts. D. Project-oriented. Method 7. A. A combination of different books and methods. B. No limits in the classroom. C. A focus on child versus method. D. A combination of methods of education selecting those that work for the child. Method 8. A. Curriculum used by public or private schools. B. Package curriculum with workbooks and textbooks. C. Public and private school transition is important. D. Tests are important. Method 9. A. No formal learning early on with emphasis on creativity. B. Creative play before 7 is emphasized. C. Emphasis on thinking for themselves. And that would be the emphasis of children thinking for themselves. And D. Connection to the environment. So I want you to tally your results. Which, which method has the most number ones, which is most important, number twos, somewhat important, number threes, don't care either way, and number four, not important. We're going to take a quick commercial break. and When we come back, I am going to go over each one of these methods in some detail, and you won't want to miss it. And then you can figure out which method you scored that scored the highest for you. We'll be right back. A planner is not a planner unless it is a well-planned planner. The well-planned gal, Rebecca Ferris, is a homeschool mom who has a gift, and she shares her talents with us in her planner series. A few of the amazing planners available are the well-planned day, student planners, and even the high school four-year planner. The newest planner is the well-planned prayer planner with an all-in-one planner and organizer. Organize your day with a focus on placing God first. Journaling 101 as well as scripture verses permeate this beautiful book. Take it everywhere and you will have all the information you need at your fingertips. Best of all, it becomes a keepsake and a wonderful guide for making prayer a priority. This journal is truly life-changing. Visit wellplannedgal.com for more information. Hey everyone and welcome back. This is Felice Gerwitz with an episode of Vintage Homeschool Moms, Homeschool Mom Quiz, episode 284, where you can find the show notes at vintagehomeschoolmoms.com. And hey everybody, if you could do the three S's, one, take a look at the show notes, two, share this podcast with a friend who you think would find it beneficial, and three, subscribe to this podcast. That's a way of saying thank you. Uh, to us for all the work we put into uh, creating these episodes for you each week. So are you ready to look at your test results and see what the different methods are? Well, the first method is Charlotte Mason. So Charlotte Mason education um, is an atmosphere of discipline 
but it also is an atmosphere of learning things within life. Living books that are written in a uh, conversational or narrative style uh, that makes the subject come alive is that pulls the kids into the subject is important. Books that focus on academics yet appear interesting so the information is retained by the kids is important. And it can be um, in a variety of subjects such as history, literature, Bible, science, art, or music. And these are known as living books. Great books from history and literature also can be used in place of textbooks. And education is focused on valuing the child and time to explore interests with shorter periods of learning. Uh, Good habits are important and are established early on. Spending time outdoors and exploring is is important. Uh, Nature studies and also narration, explaining the information in a book rather than on a test. So that would be the Charlotte Mason method. So that was method number one, and I just put like four of those points on the little quiz. Method two is classical education. These are, um, the emphasis here is on the trivium, the three stages of learning, grammar, rhetoric, and logic, also known as input, process, and output. The grammar stage consists of reading and writing and arithmetic with special emphasis on Latin. And um, Latin is important uh, because it also helps with vocabulary. Uh, For the younger kids, the focus is on learning and memorization of facts and the gathering of knowledge. And um, Latin also helps with vocabulary and the formal system of grammar. Classical education also focuses on the Socratic method, and rhetoric is the process um, is the processing of the information and the ability to articulate learning in a matter that helps the child understand the previous foundation of information. And logic as well is when reasoning becomes involved um, in addition to learning and the ability to apply or output. Um, what the child has learned. The third method um, was uh, Montessori. So this is, you know, parents that oversee the child's education through play. They are a facilitator and an observer. Uh, It's a child-led study that's interrupted by trial and error. You know, that's how the kids learn. Um, I actually have a background in Montessori, and one of the things I remember giving the kids were glass containers so that the supplies that are provided are child size and manageable. Um, but kids weren't given plastic because if they had glass and even glass cups and they dropped them and they broke, they learned the value of you know cause and effect. Uh, subjects are interrelated uh, rather than separated here, and... Um, there were real items used, as I just shared, instead of kid-proof items. Number four is unschooling. So this is child-led learning. Uh, Learning in a natural way for children includes play, household responsibilities. Parents provide support and act as facilitators rather than teachers. And as you can see, there's some overlap with some of these methods, right? Uh, The child learns based upon their curiosity, and as they get older, they can learn through internships and work experiences and classes that they choose. 
Uh, experiential learning uh, can be through travel, through exploring their surroundings, through reading books. And um, their role models are family mentor, family mentors and um, interaction with others. And the exploration and whatever they're learning, uh, whatever learning does take place is initiated by the child. The fifth method is the Thomas Jefferson method. Um, Thomas Jefferson has seven keys of great learning, and they are classics, not textbooks, mentors, not professors, inspire, not require, structure time, not content, quality, not conformity, simplicity, not complexity, and you, not them. Thomas Jefferson also emphasizes leadership training and education. Christian values such as morals, relationships, responsibilities, and the value of work, lots of reading, classics, and long hours of study, as well as different phases of, of learning. The sixth method is unit study. So unit study is the, sta- the study of individual subjects incorporating many different uh, grade levels or multi-age children. It can be a wide-ranging topic. These are hands-on learning, uh, project-oriented science experiments, uh, science history, art, music, literature projects, reading and researching, notebooking, lap booking, and individual books. The seventh method is eclectic, which is where I find myself. A combination of different books and curriculum, different studies are combined, such as some of the overlap is Montessori or Waldorf, which we're going to talk about in a minute, Thomas Jefferson or Classical, and Unit Studies or Charlotte Mason. So um, an eclectic uh, homeschooling method is one where you uh, have a little bit of a combination as well as you're not tied to any one method and more so how you feel your child is learning. Number eight is textbooks and workbooks. This would be the most uh, like school at home. So these are grade level textbooks and workbooks, uh, may include teacher manuals. Um, You may set up a mini classroom at home. You follow the school's calendar year and you follow what is taught in the schools year by year. And there's also an eye to placing the child back into traditional or private education in the future. And the ninth method is Waldorf. Now, this is a method that has an intellectual, practical, and artistic development in education. Imagination is emphasized in education with a focus on nature, creativity, cooperation, and social responsibility. Uh, Formal instruction in reading and writing and other academic disciplines um, are not introduced until a child enters elementary school. The thought is that abstract learning too early is detrimental to the child's ability of intellectual growth and development, and it's felt that this will stifle the child's creativity and independence in learning. There's a big connection to the environment, and there's an emphasis um, of the intellectual, practical, and artistic development of pupils in a holistic manner. And there's also a, a, a big focus on Um, the children making their own decisions and making up their own minds. So as you can see uh, in the nine methods that a lot of these have some overlap. 
And, um, you know, great books are used in both Charlotte Mason and classical education, as well as Thomas Jefferson and Waldorf. So it's not necessarily a one-size-fits-all or a one-size-fits-most. It's picking and choosing what you feel is the best for you and your children, as well as an eye toward um, what we talked about earlier, and that is looking how uh, at how you like to teach and your children learn, because it has to be a combination of all of these things for the best homeschool ever. So I have a printable, if you are listening to this um, and you are a member of the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network email list, there will be uh, the August printable that will have in detail all of these methods that are broken out, as well as Uh, the test for homeschool moms, but you can grab that test for homeschool moms on the website. Just go to vintagehomeschoolmoms.com. Look for episode 284 and um, the topic is homeschool mom quiz. Hey, I hope you've enjoyed today's episode. Thanks so much for listening and please share this episode with a friend and sign up for our email at Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network. Take care, everyone. God bless and I'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Thanks for tuning in to the Vintage Homeschool Mom Show. Visit Felice at MediaAngels.com and the VintageHomeschoolMoms.com. Vintage Homeschool Moms is a production of the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network.